Greetings, greetings. My name is Ahadi Tore, and I'm the founder and CEO of the For The Culture app. Now, before I go in on this mini bio of who I am and what I do, I just want to give thanks to the Most High. I want to give thanks to everyone that tuned in to listen to this podcast. This is my first official podcast um, here at Ahadi Thoughts, and I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for the new experiences and new viewpoints just a new engagement that I will have with others. So with that being said, I will give you a small brief bio by myself and then we can get into this business that I originally came here for. Again, I am the founder and CEO of the For The Culture app that's located on the Google Play Store and also the Apple Store for free. It's a revolutionary app that focuses on providing a one-stop shop for African descendants on information such as financial literacy, directory of black-owned businesses, mental health assistance, meditation techniques, constitutional rights and engaging with police officers, oh, and language uh, lessons in Swahili. As the CEO and founder, I helped to grow the business to international heights. With over 62,000 downloads, across all seven continents in the world in only nine months. With the popularity of the Forticulture app, I have been interviewed by HBCU Buzz, We Buy Black, and Urbanity Black, just to name a few. I also published The Journey to Ahadiism in 2016. The book talked about the transformation of myself a young man who was lost in trying to find himself to become a social vanguard for his community. I document the influence in my life from strong black men and women to movies, proverbs, literature, and African symbols. Since the release of the book, The Journey to Ahadiism sold several copies and has since helped hundreds of people find their path to enlightenment consciousness. And today, I think we want to speak on the topic of what is liberation? Like, what do liberation mean to you? When I think of liberation, I think of it on all aspects of life, though. We as black people was enslaved physically for generations, whips and chains. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and economically, we still enslaved. Black people throughout the world live under the power of the white supremacy system of total oppression and domination. So like, this is one of the major problems we're facing as blacks. It's this system of white supremacy. Now, when I look at it, the system itself is a beast, and one person, one organization, one group can never tackle it. But it's a start. You gotta reverse engineer everything that you learn. Start from the basics. Like right now, we think about it, we have a lot of grandparents that's raising the kids because the parents are still young. You know, so it's out of order. Whereas 
you know, parents, they become an age and they have a kid and the elders can actually do what they're supposed to do and guide the parents to raise the kids and also have the kids come and sit at their feet and talk about the different experiences and a different journey and a different wisdom that they're supposed to obtain. Now, granted, like, everyone don't have a baba or mama, meaning like, a, a, a elder where can, they can sit down and, and just ask some questions. But at the same time, we can sit right here and find that person in the community, outside of the community. As long as they're being pro-black and being efficient in what they're doing, I don't see what's the problem. Like a lot of times, like we have this egotistic mindset from the quote-unquote conscious community and outside of the conscious community you know where our job is basically is to help each other and I'm all for that as long as it's going towards liberation financial freedom like that's my biggest thing financial freedom and collectivism them two things are very important in the black community I wanted to like speak on one of the ancestors that actually laid down his life for liberation, uh, who was Martin King Jr. A lot of times, people get a misconception of Martin King Jr. because of how he started off his activism with the nonviolent protests and the March on Washington. Um, a lot of times, people would think that, and even he considered himself later on that he was leading his people into a burning building, um, not knowing the effects of him preaching this nonviolence. Uh, but uh, in about 1968, um, Martin King, he moved closer to more of a Black Panther um, ideology, you know, because we, we know in four, just four years before that, he won a Nobel Peace Prize. Um, a lot of times people don't understand that the CIA and the FBI made it, made Martin Luther King Jr. their number one black activist target because he can hit all masses. Uh, mainstream history texts rarely cover the vast violence by racist whites that oftentimes sparks a reaction by the black community. A lot of times people don't know that we sit up here and it's more reactionary when it comes to black people. Um, just alone between June and October 1964, there was 24 black churches that was bombing Mississippi alone. And through that action, Molly DeClink said, a riot is the language of the unheard. So a lot of times, where we sitting right here protesting and we're trying to get a message out and that don't work, then it becomes, okay, we're well, going out here and terrorize the city because that's the only way where we're gonna get the attention. Now, you might be wondering like, okay, it's 2018, how do I apply that to today's society? Well, the first thing we must do is willing to unlearn everything that we learned um, from this system 
um, the next thing is to support. Like when when you have people that that want to seek out liberation, like economically, like we need the support. You know, even if you can donate a dollar, two dollars, whatever it may be, buy one of your friends' painting or or support their music, buy their music, repost their music, whatever it may be. Like we are in a time where every other group of people is getting ahead of us because we don't have the collectivism to support each other. Now that is big on our end. You know, I sit right here and I say, yo, like you could pay $300 for them Beyonce tickets, but you can't buy, you know, one of your friends painting, one of them handmade paintings for $20. You know, like, you have to look around you and understand that the people that's around you are the people that you're going to grow with. Now, you see Diddy and you see Jay-Z and Beyonce and all these people that's up there already. But in order for you to even be considered up there with them, you need help. And the people you're around, the people just listen to the way people talk around you. Look at their actions. See how they move. Are they helping you? Are they hurting you? You know, them are some of the biggest things that's we, that we need to evaluate. You know, so um, with that being said, you know, um, this is my first podcast, you know, going out. You know, I hope that you guys listen to it. I hope you guys subscribe to my YouTube, um, my Instagram, Facebook. It's all the same, Mahadi underscore Torre T-U-R-E um, and I hope to on that next episode get people to come on the show get people to call in you know I had to set up some um, pre-interview questions and things like that where we can get things started you know it's, it's, it's been fun um, again make sure you download the For The Culture app it's on the Google Play Store and also um, it's located on the Apple Store So yeah, spread the word and peace.